Welcome to the First Right Podcast, weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration Pack. I'm Doug Truax, founder and president of Restoration Pack. Today I'm joined by veteran political ad maker Rick Reed. We're going to take a historical look at one of the most famous TV ad campaigns in political history, the Swift Boat Veterans for Truth series that helped George W. Bush get reelected in 2004. We're going to explore how that ad campaign still resonates today because sadly, it may have been the last time the left wasn't able to suppress important information on the eve of a big election. So Rick produced those ads, and I'm happy to say that he's produced many great TV spots for us here at Restoration Pack. So Rick, welcome back. Thanks, Doug. Great to see you. So we're going to go and play all three of the Swift Boat ads, but I wanted to first set the stage on this whole thing. So the left-wing media had been savaging George W. Bush for several years going into the 20, uh, 2004 election. Um, They've been propping up his opponent, John Kerry, as this big war hero. And then Kerry's fellow Swift Boat sailors stage a press conference in Washington, D.C. to say Kerry is unsuited for office and the media ignores it. So then you unleash the first Swift Boat ad, and we're going to play that now. If you have any question about what John Kerry's made up, just spend three minutes with the men who served with him. I served with John Kerry. I served with John Kerry. John Kerry has not been honest about what happened in Vietnam. He is lying about his record. I know John Kerry is lying about his first Purple Heart because I treated him for that injury. John Kerry lied to his Bronze Star. I know. I was there. I saw what happened. His account of what happened and what actually happened are the difference between night and day. John Kerry has not been honest. And he lacks the capacity to lead. When the chips were down, you could not count on John Kerry. John Kerry is no war hero. He betrayed all his shipmates. He lied before the Senate. John Kerry betrayed the men and women he served with in Vietnam. He dishonored his country. He most certainly did. I served with John Kerry. John Kerry cannot be trusted. Swift Boat Veterans for Truth is responsible for the content of this advertisement. So, Rick, uh, great stuff. And so, two questions. And so, what brought about that ad campaign, you know, from your perspective? And, and who, was, who was putting up the money for that? Well, great question. Um, it, interestingly enough, the genesis of this began in May of uh, 2004, as you referenced. Um, I had an email from my uncle who who incidentally was one of Kerry's commanding officers in Vietnam. And he said he was taking the train down from Boston. He was going to the National Press Club. And I said, great, let's have lunch. I'll come over. And, and uh, I said, what's this about? And he, he just answered that, you know, it was a bunch of uh, um, officers from Vietnam who served together were coming into town to talk about Kerry. I had no idea what it was. So I went over to the National Press Club. I went into the press conference, which where there were maybe three or four cameras, Kerry's a press aid. Um, uh, the cameras were, were largely uh, cable uh, stations at the time. Um, and um, I, I listened to these officers serve with Perry. I saw the, the photos, I saw the documentation. It was pretty extensive. And I came back to my office. I wrote a memo to a friend of mine who was in the kind of the PR business in DC. And I said, boy, this story has to get out. This guy's total fraud yeah and um he suggested i see some talk to someone else i i i didn't um i didn't think they'd get it so uh i don't know two or three weeks later i got a call from chris lasavita who's a friend and colleague who had worked for george allen as political director and then 
for George Allen again when, when Allen was chairman of the Senate Campaign Committee. And he said, I've been hired to, as a general consultant to the SWIFO group. I think we need to do some ads. <laughs> so uh, it, it was a perfect um, sure. perfect storm of sorts. That's where it started. Um, that first ad was based on interviews um, Chris did, um, and then we edited it. Uh, I always tell people um, our biggest contribution to that effort was really cleaning up their language when it came to speaking I about bet. Trump. I bet. I bet. They had no use for them, and that was not a. Sure. It was not a Republican group. It was not a partisan group. These guys were Democrats. They were, you know, they had jobs. They were. Um, they didn't really, you know, they weren't looking to get a pick a fight with Kerry. Although when the book came out uh, by Doug Brinkley, uh, I remember what it was called uh, "Time to Serve" or something like that about Kerry. It was kind of a paid paid for biography by Kerry. They were all interviewed in that book, and none of that appeared in the book. And um, that's that's what I think upset them the most. So, yeah, that's interesting uh, that you say there. It was uh, it wrote for them. It rose above the party line piece because you know for those guys in particular, they're more loyal to each other after what they've been through than they were exactly. to some political party, and they're not going to watch that guy do that. So yeah, exactly. that was horrible stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I can't. So that my next part on this is. So there's two parts in that ad, you know, one, John Kerry didn't really earn his medals in Vietnam, and two, he betrayed his fellow sailors afterwards by going to the media and repeating these anti-war slogans that were being used by the enemy. So what was the thinking there? What's, the, what's this guy doing? Yeah, I don't know what the thinking was, and neither did those men who appear in one of the next ads I think you're going to show, um, who, were, who were actually in the... POW camps at the time he made those comments uh, in front of the Senate, uh, boy, was Intel or Foreign Relations Committee, I can't remember. Um, interesting enough, for that ad, we could not get the video, uh, we could not use the video, so we used stills and the audio that was available through C-SPAN, I believe, but um, the, the video was prohibited. So. We had to create the ad instead of showing him uh, actually speaking, but but what he said is is pretty clear, and and not uh, you know not and and not distorted. Yeah, and you talk about the emotion that gets involved when somebody back home is saying those things, where people are you know our troops are still suffering. My father-in-law is a uh, is a combat infantryman badge, Purple Heart, Vietnam First Cav Division guy. Uh, infantry squad leader when he got wounded, uh, you want to see him get fired up. Talk about Jane Fonda, you know. It's the whole. Right. It's the whole thing. It's like, wh what are you doing? Where you know whether you, and I think that we did as a country. We moved uh, quite a bit past that. I mean, we're obviously in interesting times now, but we never, we never got to like you know that place of selling out the troops, you know. So uh, yeah. after after this all happened, interesting, but, yeah. interesting, Doug. She made it into one of our nine ads. We produced nine altogether. They all aired, um, except for Gunner, uh, which was the the ad that featured the man who spent the most time, more time than any other uh, uh, soldier, on Kerry's boat. You know, Kerry had always said, "Oh, well, none of these guys served on my boat. They didn't know me." You know, you know, it was all just kind of made up stuff and, and rhetoric. Of course, they all slept together in the same mm -hmm. in the same same dorms. They they belonged to the same officers' club. They ate their meals together. And they went out on patrol together, usually four or five boats at a time. 
with you know five or six guys in each boat so sure. they knew each other very well um but the jane fonda one was interesting because that chris and i got in a little i, I was i thought it was almost cliche to use fonda and um mm -hmm. uh, and uh because her her reputation was well known and it just felt like it was a kind of a throwback and we had new material on carrie we didn't need to bring jane Fonda into it and i asked my aunt my my uncle's uh my uncle's wife um what she thought and she said oh no you have to use jane fonda you know yes ma'am yeah that's great uh, so the second ad focused more on Carrie's betrayal, and so and this is the ad that uh, many do remember the most. So we'll play that now. They had personally raped, cut off ears, cut off heads. The accusations that John Kerry made against the veterans who served in Vietnam was just devastating. Randomly shot at civilians, and it hurt me more than any physical wounds I had. Cut off limbs blown up bodies. That was part of the torture, was uh, to sign a statement that you had committed war crimes. Raised villages in the fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan. John Kerry gave the enemy for free what I and many of my uh, comrades in, in North Vietnam in the prison camps uh, took torture to avoid saying. It demoralized us. Crimes committed on a day-to-day -day basis. He betrayed us in the past. How could we be loyal to him now? Ravaged the countryside of South Vietnam. He dishonored his country and, uh, more importantly, the people he served with. He just sold them out. Swift Boat Veterans for Truth is responsible for the content of this advertisement. So, Rick, the ads were met with this immediate pushback from the liberal media. So talk about what you remember about all that and what that looked like. Well, um, aside from the death threats that I received, uh, which <laughs> right. is vivid memory. Hopefully uh, that wasn't liberal media people, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> no. Maybe it was. <laughs> no, you know, it's interesting. The, the, you know, the New York Times wrote a piece about it, trying to connect, you know, through this Rube Goldberg-like you know, schematic, you know, all mm -hmm. these people. And it, it didn't make any sense. The, um, you know, try to tie us to the Bush campaign. We were completely independent of the Bush campaign. I remember... Poor Carl Rove got blamed for you know creating the Swift Boat ads. Well, right. You know it was ridiculous. But um, um, what I remember, to be honest, was the conservative media was uh, initially reluctant to to kind of embrace it. They were a little nervous because they thought. Um, I remember uh, one particular uh, radio talk show host who now has a show on Fox saying, uh, "Why are we?" why are we making this a referendum about Vietnam? And, you know, Bush didn't go to Vietnam. This is a big mistake. This is gonna backfire. But they didn't understand immediately, and they ultimately did, that this wasn't about Vietnam or um, uh, Kerry's or Bush's service or non-service in Vietnam. It was about character. And, um, you know, I, I remember Rush, uh, Rush uh, got it right away. Uh, Gordon Liddy got it right away. Um, there, there were certain personalities at the time that understood what it was about, and others that didn't. Um, but eventually, you know, it sank through. The money you asked about earlier, Doug, we, we ran, boy, we, we had $500,000. Where that came from initially, I don't know. It, it, it's well known that T. Boone Pickens uh, was a contributor to the effort, ultimately giving about $2 million, I think. Um, another friend of his, uh, a Texas builder, 
uh, same thing. But initially, we had five hundred thousand. We had to pick really small media markets because that wasn't that wasn't enough money to to get national coverage. So we we picked some small markets in Ohio, as I recall, and um, and West Virginia. We couldn't even afford, you know, Cincinnati or Cleveland. So we were in Toledo and right. and you know maybe right. Charleston or somewhere. Um, um, and then it went. Um, then it went viral. Well, that's <laughs> so of course, we and then, viral yeah, men in those days. But yeah, that, right. Well, the conservatives—that's when you pick the right markets, right? And then the conservatives got this kind of mesmerized about the whole thing, and that's when they really rallied around it. M right. More money started coming in, that kind of thing, right? Exactly. We ended up raising, I think, twenty-six million in ninety days, um, twenty of which was spent on television, um, and. We really focused heavily in um, in Florida and Ohio in, in the end, um, and you know it's uh, you know it's hard to it's hard to gauge the impact of something like that. I, I know that John McLaughlin at the time took polls um, after the election and discovered that um, it really it really hurt Kerry with the veteran community, mm -hmm. uh, and um, you know any anything. In a, in a very tight race, anything can make a difference. So um, I don't think we hurt the president, put it that way. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and you, you made the point about the character piece, and I couldn't agree more. And I think there's something uh, in particular, too, about when you do run for president, if you win, you're the commander in chief. And so the character of the top soldier, you know, so to speak, and then to watch him act that way and just sell out you know, basically his platoon mates, because it wasn't a very big organization uh, that he was a part of as, as, you know, at his rank at that time. It goes to, wow, what's the character of this guy who could possibly be the commander in chief? And, I, you know, you mentioned the thing about the veterans. I think it hit home with them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. That unit, you see the picture in the, in the first ad you showed of, of all the men with Kerry there. I think there were roughly 20, 21 um, members of that unit, and I think 17 or 18 came forward and participated in this in this um, campaign of sorts. So mm -hmm. uh, it was almost unanimous. That's right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, let's play one of the wrap-up ads. This uh, last one was particularly effective. It featured the wives of some of the Swift Boat veterans. So let's play that one now. Three months after we were married, my husband was shot down over Hanoi. Paul and I were married in 1963. Two years later, he was shot down over North Vietnam. All of the prisoners of war in North Vietnam were tortured in order to obtain confessions of atrocities. On the other hand, um, John Kerry came home and um, accused all Vietnam veterans of unspeakable horrors. John Kerry gave aid and comfort to the enemy by advocating their negotiating points to our government. Why is it relevant? Because John Kerry is asking us to trust him. I will never forget John Kerry's testimony. If we couldn't trust John Kerry then, how could we possibly trust him now? Swift Benson POWs for Truth are responsible for the content of this advertisement. So liberals were, you know, stunned by the effectiveness of that ad, of, of all the ads, and tried to manufacture a counterattack. And so then you have the infamous 60 Minutes attack on George W. Bush's National Guard service, which turns out was based on these fake documents. 
That cost Dan Rather his job. Backlash was the final nail in John Kerry's presidential hopes, you know, and since that time, liberals, they've been furiously trying to prevent another late election surprise that they can't control. And so, you know, even you see this piece that, and we know this well from the last time around, they refused to cover the Hunter Biden laptop, you know, it's just a small right. example. So is that the legacy you feel? Like, you know, I, when I think a legacy of what you did, is that the legacy of the Swift Boat ads in your mind? Well, you know, you know, I'm not sure, Doug. To be honest, I, I mean, we didn't get any. We didn't expect, and nor did we get any um, um, help from the from the media right. <laughs> um, outside of some conservative talk show hosts in 2004. And and, um, and I think you know, uh, conservative media, in that sense at least, um, has has grown exponentially since then. But you know, it's always a good it's a good idea not to not to count on broadcast media, the yeah. the three major networks, Dan Rather's uh, type, um, for anything we undertake these days. So, I don't know if that's the, the legacy. If if we if we put the the left on alert, um, you know, other ads have been done before before two thousand four that were controversial. The, mm -hmm. the Willie Horton ads in nineteen eighty eight certainly right. and. Um, 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 so, I, you know, I, I, I think they were aware of, of, uh, of the potential uh, uh, for, uh, you know, legitimate uh, uh, attack ads or contrast ads or just, just saying, as I always like to say about these ads, just telling people that John Kerry's not who you, mm -hmm. you know, thought. That's right. Um, That's right. And um, um, I don't know as it changes much. Um, you know, it, it may give them impetus to do the same kind of uh, ads against Trump and um, um, may have given them, you know, a motivation and it may in the future. But um, uh, unfortunately, we are where we are. And um, um, it, it just means you have to do your due diligence uh, if you're a candidate or an organization supporting a candidate and be very careful. Um, um, about your claims. I mean, people forget that, you know, Chris, Chris Lasvita and I had a discussion. I wanted to release these ads, the first ad, any questions with all the men, 13 of whom serve, you know, are in that ad. I wanted to release it during the Democratic National Convention on his first night in Boston when he took the duck boat down the Charles River with his, some of his right. Navy right. colleagues. Right. And Chris, um, Chris felt strongly about waiting until, um, the day after the convention. And it, it's hard to second guess it now because it, it worked pretty well mm -hmm. the way it went. I, right. I know we screwed up Harry's weekend. I think he was on his way to, uh, you know, his home in uh, Idaho or Sun right. Valley right. somewhere for the right. weekend. And <laughs> I think he had to change his plans. So that's a good but, start. Um, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good start. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It it, it 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 it's always something the media says. Oh, well, at least the mm -hmm. Swift ads were discredited, you know, and um, they were never discredited. That's right. Um, that's right. That's right. Um, something about the liberals—they don't like the truth, you know. And that's uh, yeah. you've you've always been a great truth teller, and you've said this around here in different ways. You know, we've run some, we've worked on a lot of ads together over the years here now, and it's sure. uh, yeah, if, if it's their own words. You know, if it's candidates' right. own words and they just said it right there, then you can't. It's it's irrefutable. It's it's just uh, you got to go out there and tell it. So, yeah, exactly. Good. Really good stuff, Rick. Well, I'm glad we were able to do this. We talk about your ads yeah. in this regard. Uh, you know, it's it's really 
it's really fun to put them all together and have the have the backstory. So thanks for coming on today. Yeah, you bet, Doug. Always great to see you. All right, see you soon. Bye now. Well, all right, that's our show for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and for supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget, working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe now at restorationofamerica.com slash firstright or text firstright to 1-312-820-9167.